Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Pittsburgh Steelers have a major issue that needs solved in week two. And if they go about it right, they should be able to fix it. The optimism shouldn't be completely gone. But if they don't, and if these struggles continue, then it may be time to call this quits. What's going on, everybody? I'm Noah Strackmine. Thank you for jumping on to Steelers To Go, your daily to-go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk and subscribe anywhere. You get your podcast today. Let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers in week two. Obviously, they have a glaring issue. It is no secret that the offense has been weak for years now, that Matt Canada is on as hot of a seat as you could possibly be, and from a fan base standpoint, has lost pretty much everybody. There are few that still believe that Matt Canada can lead this offense anywhere that it needs to go into the potential that a week and a half ago, we were talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers being able to reach. This was a Super Bowl caliber team. This was a team that behind Kenny Pickett and behind this offensive line and behind a revamped defense and a wide receiver core with stud after stud after stud and some new tight ends and a a growing superstar in Pat Fryermuth and Najee Harris and Jalen Warren and Mike Tomlin and company. The Pittsburgh Steelers were a team that the AFC had to watch out for, that the AFC North probably wasn't able to handle, and everything is moving in their favor. Right now, the Cincinnati Bengals have quarterback issues because Joe Burrow is yet again dealing with a calf injury and has not looked sharp in two weeks. The Cleveland Browns come to Pittsburgh, and the Steelers have an opportunity to say, hey, look, at we are at bare minimum right now the second best team in the AFC North. And then the Baltimore Ravens are a team that, yeah, they're always good. They're always strong. But the Pittsburgh Steelers compete against these guys better than anybody in the NFL. So everything is pointing in the Pittsburgh Steelers' favor except for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the biggest issue there is their offense. Last week, it was a huge debate. And throughout the week, it was a even bigger debate. Was it Kenny Pickett's fault or was it Matt Canada's fault? Who was the problem on offense? Who was the reason that this team struggled so mightily? Who was the reason that the Pittsburgh Steelers went from superheroes to a bunch of nobodies in an instant and had everybody worried that this season was going nowhere? Well, there's a couple of things to dive into here. For one, week one fluke is a real thing. The San Francisco 49ers looked like a real team against the L.A. Rams in week two. They didn't look like these 
superpower. They're definitely going to the Super Bowl. I can't believe anybody has ever lost to this team. It's the most stacked roster in the NFL. Well, they dropped pretty quickly. And they looked, once again, like a team that is vulnerable. And it expanded everybody's questions. Well, were the Pittsburgh Steelers that bad? Was week one just that weird? Were the San Francisco 49ers just that overhyped coming into the second week that they overlooked a possibly good L.A. Rams team? And are the L.A. Rams, are they actually good? There are a lot of questions. A lot of questions that the Pittsburgh Steelers get to answer in week two if they either lose or win to the Cleveland Browns. If they lose and they look just as bad as they looked in week one, there's major issues. And I'm talking major issues. This team is a team that needs to quickly create change. And I don't know if they have the personnel in place to make that change because Mike Tomlin isn't going to fire an offensive coordinator. Art Rooney's not going to let him. And Matt Canada is going to continue to coach this team, whether everybody wants him to or not. At quarterback, you have options in Mitch Trubisky and you have options in Mason Rudolph, but are you going to do that to your second-year quarterback the first time he's ever entered a season as a starter? You already went through all the chaos of switching quarterbacks early in the year last year. Are you ready to do that again this year? That's a huge question. How the Pittsburgh Steelers bounce back in, in week two might not be through Kenny Pickett, and it might not be through Matt Canada. You lose Deontay Johnson, you enter a team that is this good on the ground in the Cleveland Browns, you match that by running the football. You match that by giving the ball to Najee Harris and Jalen Moore and allowing your offensive line to be the ones that control tempo. You match that, you beat that by not giving the Cleveland Browns the opportunity to wear down your defense and cause problems. Well, if you're slow on offense, your defense has more time to rest. You do that by running the football. You do that by following all the instructions that Mike Tomlin and company put into place at the end of last year that helped you go on that run in the second half of the season. And then all throughout the summer, all we heard was, this is going to be a running football team. This is going to be a running football team. This is going to be a running football team. And whether you believe in Najee Harris or not, Najee Harris has shown capable and Jalen Warren has shown capable that they could at bare minimum win you some football games or keep you in the loop to allow Kenny Pickett what he does best and the passing game, what it does best, and that's work in two-minute drills. Give your team an opportunity to win. I believe that's how they go about a victory in week two. But if they don't, if they continue to do what they did in week one, if they continue to do what they did in the preseason, and that is just to throw the football endlessly with no end in sight, we're going to have some answers to some serious questions. So what happens if those answers are negative? What happens if the Steelers decide they aren't going to run the football and that Kenny Pickett is going to have this game in his hands again and that Matt Canada is going to call a Matt Canada-style offense and that everything is going to be the same that it was a week ago because that's all I heard in the locker room all week long. Nothing's going to change. Why would we change anything? It was week one. It didn't work in our favor. If we completely revamped everything, we'd lose all the progress that we made throughout the summer. I think a good coach, I think a good football team adapts on the fly better than anybody. That was Bill Belichick's biggest thing throughout his entire career. That's what consistently the New England Patriots are not even that good of a football team right now. And I thought about it yesterday that we still label Bill Belichick as probably the best coach in the NFL amongst them. And I'm talking all time. I'm not talking right now. I'm just talking all time. And if you had the conversation, there would still be an argument between 
Andy Reid, and Bill Belichick. Why? Because Bill Belichick has his team adjust on the fly in an instant and makes in-game decisions and in-game adjustments better than any coach in the NFL. The Steelers are the complete opposite of that. They stick to their game plan, and no matter what, they don't want to change it. Even when they lose, they don't want to change it. So if they go into this week, if they go into week two, Monday Night Football, against the Cleveland Browns, and they run the same offense, and everything looks exactly the same, and they lose, what happens? Where do they go from here? Do they continue to make zero adjustments? Do they continue to make zero changes to their situation? Do they just let it rock and hope that things fix themselves? Because, you know, if there's one knock on Mike Tomlin, it's that he is very consistent and he believes as hard as possible that consistency will win you games and that consistency will turn things around. And there's no need to change because we have to be ourselves and ourselves will be good enough. In the NFL, that is not true. And in the last couple of years, that's certainly not been true. And under Matt Canada's reign as the offensive coordinator, that has been all but true for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think in week one, I put a lot of blame on Kenny Pickett, and I still put a lot of blame on Kenny Pickett. I don't think Matt Canada ran the best offense, but I also don't think the players did him any favors. I think the wide receivers were lost in space a lot of times. I think that the offensive line, they did well, but Kenny Pickett did them no favors. He looked rattled. He looked quick. He looked lost. He looked he looked like a scared rookie, and he was no longer a rookie. He looked worse than all the rookies that have played so far this season in the NFL. I'll tell you that. I'll put a lot of blame on Kenny Pickett, but I'll also acknowledge that Matt Canada's ice is as thin as it gets. And that, again, good coaches in the NFL make adjustments. He doesn't seem to want to. So what happens if they lose? What happens if a bad week happens again? What happens if the Pittsburgh Steelers find themselves 0-2 with an awful outlook on the future because their offense is just that bad? I'll tell you this. Kenny Pickett isn't going anywhere. They're not going to bench Kenny Pickett, especially after two games. I could see four or five games where they continue to lose and if they lose to the Raiders and they look just as bad in week two and in week three, and I don't want to be a pessimist, I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers could host Cleveland and they could win and everything will be fine and we could go back to normal. But right now, things do not look good and you got to talk about the bad. If Kenny Pickett looks bad in week two and in week three, you begin to have the conversation. If he looks bad in week five or in week four and week five, I think that conversation has to come into light and you have to actually really sit down and decide, well, is Kenny Pickett our guy or do we rock with a guy who has starter experience in Mitch Trubisky, who we brought in here to be a bridge quarterback, who we had some hope for, who at times looked okay. And I don't think he's the answer, but he's the only other option you have. Do you look at, off, at the offensive coordinator and say, for the first time in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers, we are going to make a change. For the first time in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers, in the history of Mike Tomlin's tenure, we are going to fire a coach midseason and see what we can do to replace him. I don't know what your options would be. I don't know if Pat Meyer or if Mike Sullivan or if Frisman Jackson or if Eddie Faulkner or whoever can come up with a game plan solid enough to say we're okay without Matt Canada. We're okay without our offensive coordinator. I don't know if this is their last chance. I really don't. And I don't believe it is. I don't believe 
two weeks into the season, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to make hard-nosed decisions. I do think that this is the beginning of a ball that starts to roll because week one could be chalked up as a fluke. Week one could be chalked up as whatever. Week two is a real thing. Week two is this is our team. This is who we are. If it's bad, the ball is rolling in the wrong direction for both Kenny Pickett and for both Matt Canada. If it's good, we're not talking about this, at least for another week. So everything will be fine. But this is as big of a game as it gets for both of them and the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers offense and for anybody who was a doubter of either of them because this could be the game that starts to prove you right. We'll see what happens. Week two is a big one. Again, I'm trying to stay optimistic. I picked the Cle- are the Pittsburgh Steelers to win in this game. I believe it was 17-14, tight one. If they do, everything's fine. Run the football, you probably win. Stick to Matt Canada's offense. Let Kenny Pickett try to do this again. You probably lose. And then we have to have a real, real bad conversation about the, what the future holds and how bad the Pittsburgh Steelers may have screwed up on building the two most essential pieces to their offense in their coordinator and their quarterback.